Good morning, everybody, to the heart of man with the Lions of Judah. We are your hosts, Matt. And Josh. Hope that you're having a great start to your day so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last week we talked about the cowboy. Week before that, the beloved son. Now we are talking about the warrior. Yeah, so again, very quick recap. Beloved son, marked by gratitude and humility. Cowboy was... Oh, adventure and it was about um like focusing on the thing outside of yourself and not on the experience of that thing or even the person outside of yourself right exactly like being outward focused um and not experience which is actually inward focused the beloved son is kind of the receiver the cowboy is kind of the seeker yeah the starter the starter yeah yeah Yeah. so the cowboy is i would say the defender you mean the warrior the or the warrior? What did I, what did I just say? <laughs> I said cowboy. I meant the warrior. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of the defender. Yeah. The tempted. So, uh, yeah. So first, um, who you are matters. What you want matters. And now it's what you do matters. Um, so I'm just going to read from the scriptures. Um, so, and it's just really cool to see how this, like, Im- like very clearly happens in Jesus' life. Um, so I'm going to read from you. Th- read to you from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, The Temptation of Jesus. And remember that just before this, the dove descended, and the father said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him, right? So, claiming as beloved son. And now, and then, after that is, and then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. So that's the cowboy. That initial, like, boom, go, right? Um, and then this is uh, the rest of the temptation. And he, ate not, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, it is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil was ended, had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So, what did you want to say? Um, no, I got something. Okay. Uh, so the thing that I want to point to first is that, like, so the, cow, the claim is beloved son. I am worth something, right? And then the spirit, Boom drove him into the desert, and then it was the warrior that kept him in the desert um, for 40 days, right, being tempted by the devil. And notice this pattern of, of, of the temptations. Each one says, if you are the son of God, right? So whenever there's trial, right, whenever there is a trial or suffering, in reality, what is being contested? It's our identity. Um, if you are really who you are, who you say you are, then you can do all these things, right? That's the kind of the, the thought we, we believe in ourselves as well. Um, and so 
the first one um, is very simply attacking his identity as a son of God. That's very simple, okay? The second one says, um, to you I'll give all this authority, right? So we've mentioned this before, but the sages are beloved son, cowboy, warrior, lover, king, sage, right? And so the warrior, right, is tempted to go straight to the kingship, right? Because he's all, you know, he's all bad. He's got all the strength and this power. And it's tempting to say, boom, I can be the king right now, right? So the devil's trying to speed this thing up and say, hey, clearly you can go without food, you know, all this stuff. I will give you authority. Jesus says no. Um, and then the last one is he, atta- he's, is he attacks his identity as warrior. Because he says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. I think that's what that saying is like, like, do you have what it takes? Like, dude, you're the son of God. You can clearly take this. You can handle this because people will help you. Um, but Jesus knows that his identity is not in what he does. His identity is in his identity. Wait, his identity is in his sonship, um, not in what he does. Um, so I think that just kind of like goes to show like how the warrior can be tempted first. It's, it's your identity is attacked and then you're, you're given, you're, you're offered authority, given you're offered power. Right. Um, and then it's your, you right now it's, do you have what it takes? I think that's kind of the, the question being asked in the warrior phase is, do I actually have what it takes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, two things off of that. Uh, one, when you were reading that, when I, when I kind of inhaled loudly of when I was about to say something, uh, was the idea, uh, you know, at the very end when it said after the devil had finished all of his temptations, uh, then he departed from him. That's a very strong image of um, kind of the finite nature of temptation when you have God. Meaning, what I mean by that is a lot of times when we encounter temptation, we see it as an, an inevitable failure we're slowly inching towards. And we really just have to inch slower rather than completely run the opposite direction. I think a lot of times that's the subconscious lie that temptation tells us is that it is inevitable, but it's not. Um, In a way, rather than looking at temptation as an inevitable failure coming down the line, um, it's an opportunity to show your quality, to become Mm -hmm. a warrior, to take up the sword, the spiritual sword, um, and shield. Um, Or literal. You you might actually have a sword. Yeah. I mean, you know, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, Nonetheless, though, uh, it is really important. And also, I think it goes in line with what Paul says later of, uh, you know, commanding to persevere in faith um, and run the, the race well. That's really what it is, is people seem to see life as this uh, great avoidance of pain and pursuit of happiness. Um, and it's not really that. I think that's kind of a toxic idea. I think it's more of a uh, not how well you can avoid pain or how well you can avoid tem- uh, temptation. It's more about how do you handle it when it does inevitably come directly staring you face to face. And, and there is an important disclaimer. You know, you're supposed to avoid it. You don't want to go you, like some dumb Don Quixote and go out seeking the trouble. Right, and that's the you know. Our Father, you know, yeah. uh, the, near, like that, the idea of neurocation of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, deliver us from temptation. Like, Bring us onto temptation. But deliver us from evil. Exactly. exactly, yeah. But temptation will come. And I think that, we, um, in my opinion, 
Uh, one of the greatest things I've ever heard since this is a podcast aimed towards men. Um, one thing I'll add real quick this is kind of off topic and I actually will want to bring up later when we get to Lover um, is, you know, the, the problem in our culture of pornography and lustful temptation, especially towards men. But on this topic of the warrior, the one thing I always heard was don't try and avoid um, the fact that you find uh, women attractive that's unhealthy because you're always going to find them attractive. It's only going to increase the problem. What you need to be able to do is just see a random girl walk by and say, thank you, Lord, for that beauty. You know, yeah. and that's being a warrior. That's and, so, and moving on. That's Yeah, and moving on, not yeah. lingering. Um, but and just leaving that topic right there because that's something we'll want to pick up later. Yeah. Um, but in that idea of persevering in faith, it's more of a, a rolling with the punches, turning yeah. turning your dodges into a dance is, yeah. really, is really what it's about. Um, so it's not hiding like a coward, hoping that the lion doesn't come knocking at your door. Um, it's more like avoiding senseless conflict, but being able to handle yourself when it when it inevitably does come knocking on your door. Right. So, yeah. um, and then just off of that, real quick, um, on my final second thought, uh, one thing I love about the stages of the household and what we're talking about in the warrior is the narrative aspect of every great mm-hmm. story has mm-hmm. a beginning, middle, and end. And the beginning of every great story, the analogy I always love to use is probably the one that most Catholics would agree with, which is Lord of the Rings. We all love it. Some of us don't, but if you don't, I mean, you suck. Just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> awkward. Awkward. <laughs> but anyway, um, Aragorn as a specific character, um, he starts out as this, you know, air quote, beloved son. He's the heir to the throne. He's kind of bright eyed, has all these, um, you know, ambitions, uh, but none of them include the throne. And side uh, note, he, he views it as a slavery, not as an airship. Exactly. Like he yeah. views it as this burden placed on him that he does not want to, he does not want to. He's very to kind of has a childish aspect in kind of the way he wants to be free. He wants to be liberated from right. this kind of right. looming uh, uh, shackle. Yeah, he, so side note, it seems like he's like uh, the, not, so the, the beloved son is the, either the heir or the slave. So it seems like he's the slave, uh-huh. but then his cowboy is healthy. When you're a slave and you're a healthy cowboy, mm-hmm. what does that mean? I get to do whatever I want and no one can tell me what to do. Yeah. Because, you know, the heir... As a father, the slave has no one over him. Exactly, and that's rebellion. kind of, and that's kind of what he discovers in the in the, the the pursuit of the story. He he's kind of that version of the beloved son, but he's very much the cowboy uh, when he he goes out into the wild, literally, and it's out there that he becomes the warrior. Uh, and the warrior is always kind of the middle part of the story, where the every great movie, every great book has that dip in the middle where the the hero is his you know he's got his back against the wall. His romance is tested, his friendships are tested, his pursuits are tested. Um, and then he rises back up on the wings of uh, kind of the lover where he's protecting someone, he's loving someone. Um, and that leads to the king, um, in, in his case, quite literally, the kingship. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I think, you know, you see that in the Bible. That's a biblical narrative. Um, it starts out bright-eyed, wonderful in Eden. Um, with Christ, it starts out uh, all these miracles, all these wonderful sayings, uh, no real danger yet. And then it goes into the cowboy. He literally goes out into the wild. Um, and then now you have him being tempted. Now you quick, have him having to defend. Quick, quick correction. Yeah. He begins his public ministry after his baptism. Well, I'm talking about, uh, I said miracles, but I meant more uh, people are following him. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I meant... Uh, um, uh, I should have phrased that. Well, even right. even regardless, regardless of that, even then, he has his whole childhood and his whole yeah. time with Mary and Joseph 
Yeah. Where he has no responsibility. Like, that's kind of what I was... He has no responsibilities yet because he hasn't established Exactly. Himself. That's that's kind of what I was trying to say yeah. is that he has all these... Uh, this kind of aura about him, this youth, this uh, excitement right. where people can look to him and think this child is special. Um, but, you know, the, the, the terror coming down the line hasn't really um, right. hit anyone's right, right. mind yet. Um, especially the apostles when they, you know, they can't fathom that this guy that they're about to follow, you know... But anyway, uh, anywho, now we have the dip in the middle, um, which will come up again later with him being, uh, um, you know, with the passion and everything. Uh, mm. But anyway, um, now you have him being tempted after he goes out into the wilderness following the cowboy <laughs> or being the cowboy. Now you have the temptation. Um, and I think that we're in that middle part of the narrative. And I just wanted to put that out there so anyone listening to this yeah. keeps the idea of the biblical narrative in their mind. Yeah. So you don't want to get distracted on one stage of it. Yeah. And so, so our household virtues are humility, zeal, and temperance. And so we talked about humility in the beloved son. And that's kind of the foundation of all virtue. Like, <laughs> because humility necessarily needs to be the foundation of all virtue. Because if it's not, then the counterpart, pride, is the foundation of all virtue, uh, is the foundation of your virtue. And then in reality, it's not actually pride. It's, it's not actually, sorry, it's not actually virtue. It's vice. Yeah. Because ultimately, you're just trying to promote yourself as opposed to serve you know it's inward focus as opposed to outward focus mm-hmm. um so then from that humility um as the beloved son right uh humility humility and gratitude then zeal takes root as the cowboy and it's the it's the the more obvious the more apparent the more i get that kind of zeal where it's like excitement it's adventure it's like i I'm just going to go, like, I have zeal for this thing. I'm excited, right? That kind of thing. Um, but then, because if we live a life of, like, in a sense, reckless zeal, um, that's not going to be very good because, like, if we just say yes to our desires all the time without any question, like, that, that's how you get addicts, right? That's how you get, that's, you, you revert to a slave if you're an heir, mm-hmm. if you only do what you want, um, and so, like, basically the counterpart to zeal is temperance. Because it's not about, like, it's not about tempering your desires in the sense of squashing them down and saying no, no, no. But it's about saying, it, it, it basically elevate your, your getting, growing in maturity. So now it's not just about what I want right now. It's about what do I ultimately want, you know? Strategy is a big part of the warrior. Like, game plan, you know? Um, and that can be the case in something as simple as like when you wake up in the morning or even just like Sunday, whatever it is, like having a planner and saying, these are the things that I'm doing this week. This is, you know, what my obligations are, you know, like planning it out. Um, so that way you can actually do what you want. Yeah. Um, what's his face? J- Jago? Jar- sure. Huh? There's a guy who I, um, I don't know who you're talking about. Joe. I forget his name. I bet I bet people will know who I'm talking about. Um, Jocko, Jocko. I don't know anything about him else, but I can I can't speak English. Anyways, um, one thing he said. He's a YouTuber um, and podcaster, I think. By the way, uh, one thing he says is discipline equals freedom, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of truth to that. I think yeah. there's it misses something, but there's a lot of truth to that. Is like if I can live a disciplined life, I am free to do as I please because I've. I have my ducks in a row. Yeah. You know? Um, that's, that's the irony of sin. Right. Is it, it, it rebrands slavery as freedom. Right, exactly. And that's the thing is like, 
at every stage, right? You can be, if you only live in that stage, right? Or if you stay in that stage, because like when you're young, you're meant to be in the cowboy and not worry about the warrior yet, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and don't get me wrong, there's going to be some risk as the cowboy because there's always risk where there's adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no like challenge per se. Yeah. Um, there's no like, I'm going to intentionally go and get suffering, you know? Um, willingly go through this as opposed to just as part of the adventure. So many things are going through my head right now. Uh, one, I wanted to start off with uh, something, uh, you know, St. Paul says uh, the root of all evil is greed. Um, I don't know which which book he says that in. Uh, we just covered it in Latin. In the Latin, it's like radix omnia mala sure. uh, est cupiditis, whatever. <laughs> but, but the thing that stood out to me was the word cupidity. Um, the English word is cupidity. I don't really remember what the Latin word is, but uh, it comes from cupio, which is really interesting because greed, essentially in the Latin version, in the Latin mind, was just an excess of want. The cupio or cupio is used for everything from I wish or I want or yeah. whatever. Um, so uh, that reminds me, that actually leads into one of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes, which is from The Problem of Pain, I think. Um, but anyway, it's a, he says... Uh, uh, human beings in reality uh, do not want too much. Uh, we actually want too little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact words. But he says we are fooling around with drugs, drink, and sex when eternal p- paradise is being offered to us. Oh. It's, a, it's like our wants are actually too little. Yeah. Um, and that's what our problem is. And th- that's really interesting to me um, in, in context of... Uh, the cowboy because in reality the need for the warrior is because if you leave the cowboy unchecked he becomes that wild man he becomes untamed his his pursuit of freedom leads him into slavery yeah well and even if you think about like a literal cowboy like what do they do like in regards to the wild west from my understanding they're literally just nomads Mm -hmm. who just go around chasing excitement yeah right they're and the knights like, of the new world, really. Yeah, and like they're ch- going around chasing excitement, and it, like, 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 if your life is focused on excitement, like that's that's basically a form of addiction. If you're like, yeah. if you are experience focused, right? I want this experience. That's kind of like an addiction mentality. Is like, like if you think about it, like, why do like why do addicts go to the alcohol? Because they they're looking for that experience, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's drugs, whether it's like a, an, uh, an unhealthy addiction that we all recognize unhealthy, or if it's a subtly unhealthy addiction where it's like, I'm addicted to people, and I'm not to people, but the experience of people, or even like um, serial dating. If we're going to be on the you know the the more politically correct side of describing <laughs> things, um, or even like right, even like psychotics, like you're looking for that experience, and so um, the cowboy who, you know, becomes a warrior, like, like, the whole idea is, like, you have to be able to say no to those unruly desires, mm-hmm. so that way you can say yes to your actual desires, to what you really want. Yeah. No, literally, I think, um, that, uh, hold on, you just said something that reminded me, you said, uh, um, Oh yeah, so the, the 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 want of experience, the addiction to experience, that is something I'm always railing against in our modern society, which is everyone is obsessed with experience. Everyone wants to have a life that's just, just completely chock full of nothing but experience, pleasurable experience, new experience. People romanticize and worship 
basically this idea of being able to travel and experience all these things mm -hmm. as if that, that that's what paradise is supposed to be and the world is just so full of evil that's preventing us from doing that from being the nomad like people are perpetually stuck in the cowboy yeah. and they can't seem to get out of the cowboy thinking that that's all there is yeah. Um, you said that the warrior, the pitfall the warrior falls into is thinking he can be king right now. Yeah. I think that the pitfall the cowboy falls into is thinking he can be the lover right now. Yeah. And I think that that's a big problem because when you get into the cowboy, you think, I have all I need to pursue what is right. Um, yeah. And I think what you, how you said it was perfect. Um, we have to deny ourselves certain ple uh, immediate pleasures. Yeah. Because what do we really want? When someone is a is a serial dater or a sex addict or a drug addict, what are they what are they really seeking? If they're seeking connection, they're seeking um, to to uh, what do ultimately you it goes back to the beloved son. Yeah. You're seeking to be loved. Yeah. Um, and you, it may not be noted like in the experience, right? And and a certain you're looking for that experience, right? What like that emotional, that physical experience that feels good, positive, right? You're looking for something positive. What else do we know that is positive? It is good to be loved. It is nice to be loved, you know? Um, it feels good for the most part, unless it's tough love, but you know what I mean? Um, and so I think it's just that reality is like you're looking, like, I think like you have to ask, if you find yourself in that cycle, you need to ask yourself, do I actually believe that I am loved, that I matter, do I believe that I matter? Do I believe that what I want matters? I find it ironic, I think you, you'll find it uh, interesting that a lot of the time, if you find yourself in a cycle of want, keep going back to what you want. If you really ask yourself if what you want matters, honestly, you wouldn't, I think you'd be surprised that you, the answer would be, you probably think they don't matter. Because ultimately, if you say, does, it, does what I want matter? You're probably gonna say no because well it seems like it's broken like what i want matters because i just want all this stuff yeah you know but in reality what you want matters um we're so, we're all equal in death yes <laughs> um so i just want to read from the book of wisdom i kind of thought about this in regards to the warrior just bring, bringing it back to the warrior um it says um intermission is brought to you by canada dry yeah. okay so 13.3 if through delight in the beauty of these things people assume them to be gods let them know how much better than these than these is their lord for the author of beauty created them mm -hmm. um and so it's that reality of like you're losing yourself in the thing in the fallen cowboy and the warrior needs to reserve himself needs to be able to establish himself be grounded um and that, like, basically what it means, especially like we see this in Jesus, he went out into the wilderness. He willingly took on suffering in that way. And so I think that the warrior, in order to really live life to the full, we have to actually incorporate suffering into our life. Um, penance, right? Denying oneself. That's why the church has um, days of fasting, days of abstinence, you know. Um, we're all still called to either give up meat on every Friday of the year or do something, like do something. Um, we're, we're supposed to do that. We kind of lost that, um, but we're supposed to do something on Friday as an act of like denial of self. Um, but it's in reality, it's, it's, it's an acceptance of self and it's an affirmation of self because it's, it's your true self that you're affirming mm -hmm. and the fake self that you're denying. So, but also, so like in regards to the fallen forms of the warrior, um, 
there, because the warrior is the third st stage, you can have various fallen forms, but let's say the warrior believes he's a slave. Um, well, that we can see that quite literally as like the fallen, basically it's the fallen, like the a slave as the, you know, the, the sun phase. And then after that is the cowboy where what you want doesn't matter because, well, you're a slave. And then as the warrior, if you're still in that slave mentality, then I, that's what we a lot of the times kind of see as slavery, right? That physical labor where you don't have a choice. We can, and this, this can, this is done in, in like, <laughs> this is not necessarily a thing that someone is clearly forcibly making you do. Um, this can be, why are you in school? Well, I, I have to be. Why do you have to be? Well, because if I want to do anything in life, I have to do this. You know, mm. why are you working? I have to. Why are you doing, why are you doing X, Y, Z? I have to. I don't have a choice. This mm. is just how it is. Yeah. You know, what you're doing is you're taking up slavery voluntarily almost. Mm. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like try to condemn you for it. But it, the reality is you, you have to go look back first at your sonship. And mm. if you view yourself as an heir or a slave, mm -hmm. uh, but then there's the cowboy. Now let's say you went through the beloved son stage well, you're an heir, and then you went through the cowboy stage well, and now you're in the heir or the, the warrior, right? And you can't actually do it. You can't pull through. You, 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 know, you know who you are, you know what you want, but you just can't follow through and do it. Mm. That's gonna breed the lie of like, wow, I must be broken. Mm. Like, I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. And what does that do? That reverts you back to the sun as a slave. Mm -hmm. you know, it, goes, it always goes back to that. Um, and then there's also just this like, so you can have like the workhorse where you just work, 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 work. You have no family. And then there's the, the one where you're the cow. Let's say you actually stay in the cowboy, but it's a, it's a, it's a fallen cowboy where you are like just always doing what you want. No, no authority over you. That's how you get dictatorships mm -hmm. is when you have fallen cowboys who can do it, who actually has strength in some capacity, they feel the need to exert themselves over other people because um, the slave, in reality, the slave either wants to be free, become the heir, or he wants to lord slaveship over others. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing is like, if you don't find yourself free, if you don't free yourself from that mentality, you're just going to lord it over others and enslave other people. That's really what the, what Satan is about too. Is you know, father of lies, king of slaves, <laughs> really. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I like what you said about the fallen cowboy going uh, toward this uh, false, uh, false warrior, um, this fallen warrior. Um, yeah. Um, well, what did? We, sorry, I don't. Have, I don't really have anything more than that. So let's continue. Um, yeah. So, so there's all those things, and then there's also um, the the man who lacks desire. Yeah. Right. That's even worse. It's even worse. It's like it's just impotency. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that I can actually struggle with at times. Which, to Josh and people who know me, that may sound a little weird because I generally have a lot of energy and I'm kind of a a go getter and do things, but. I find myself in this trap because I realized the other day that growing up for me, I, so I'm the youngest of five, um, so I, like, I love my family. This is, I love them all. This is not bashing them in the slightest. Um, but what the reality was is that I was the youngest of five and the second youngest was five years older than me. So what that would, and I, I have ADHD, so I'm like 
you know, go, 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 ask question, ask question, ask question before I even think it through. And so, like, I was told a lot of the times, like, figure it out. You can do it yourself. Um, and so, because I was in that cowboy stage, right, the cowboy always wants, like, he wants the freedom, the adventure, but the cowboy always wants a teacher, like, someone to guide him. He, he wants to be, like, affirmed. He's still a son, you know? He wants to be affirmed, and so, um, like, he wants to be mentored. Um, he doesn't realize this, but he wants to be mentored into the warrior. But, um, so I was told, like, figure it out. You can do it on your own. So I kind of, and again, also, there was, like, I'm a very extroverted person, and so I wanted to hang out with my friends, like, all the time. And my parents were like, no, you can't, right? So... I didn't realize this, but this lie kind of was sewed in there was that what I want doesn't matter and I'm alone because I have to figure it out myself. So now that I'm in college, I found myself in this cycle of like getting into work mode, but then burning out and I find myself like, oh my gosh, like I'm the worst, like I can't do this, what is going on? And then I find myself super lonely because these people are like doing things and then I'm like, oh, I'm not invited to anything, and da, da 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 and I'm realizing, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you're going into this workhorse, like this, you know, this denial mode, but it's not from a good place. It's from a place of, no, 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 I can't do what I want. I have to get this stuff done, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then just burn out. You know what's really interesting hearing that, too, is I'm the exact opposite parallel. Um, so... I'm the oldest of the kids in my family. And I grew up with an idea of like, I can do, deep down I believed I can do anything I want. Not like in a freedom kind of way, but because I have power kind of way. Um, I don't know why, it was just kind of a self-reliancy I depended on growing up, that I felt like I, if I can't rely on myself, I can't have anything, um, or at least nothing worth having. Um, so when you talk about that, I'm very similar because I also take on a lot. I'm also, I'm not diagnosed, but I'm like, I feel like I'm ADHD. I think anyone who knows me well enough probably can attest. Um, That being said, I take on a lot. Like right now, I'm this semester, I'm the busiest I have ever been. I'm planning a wedding. I'm co-leading a household. I'm taking five classes, working two jobs, 17 hours a week. I have no time. (laughs) And And now you're doing a podcast too. And yeah, now I'm doing a podcast too. (laughs) So it's like, and and, and on top of that, I have friendships I want to keep up to date with. I have other social obligations and where are my hobbies? You know, like I have all these things Um, and I do it to myself, but I live for that. Like that gives me life when I have all these things to do. I actually don't burn out. I get more energy, but that's not necessarily good either Um, Mm -hmm. because if burning out is one extreme, getting too much energy about these things is on another extreme i just i just listened to a my favorite podcast catholic stuff you should know mm-hmm. and they talked about the like the sin of hurrying that that's what they call it i don't know you know the, not official church teaching but they were saying the well it was the, literally the, the spiritual problem of hurrying no morning prayer this morning busy body mm-hmm. yeah busy body basically yeah it's it's the opposite extreme of i get so busy that i end up becoming inauthentic yeah. And it's kind of like you run so fast you phase out of existence in, yeah. a, in a way that something Flash. has to give. <laughs> something has to give. So the um, quality gives. Yeah. You end up trying to do so much that you spread yourself like butter over too much bread. Right. Which I did that exactly too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but instead of burning out, I just keep on spreading until what's, when I look behind me, I'm doing all these things, but I'm only depositing a fraction of my heart into it. 
yeah. rather than going full into it. And so um, I don't think I'm, I'm so busy that I can't do that with the things I already have on my plate. It's just I feel like I can't. And it's yeah. almost kind of an opposite burning out. Yeah. Of, rather than burning out, I'm going to draw into myself, like, like retreat inside and just give everyone a half-assed version of myself. Yeah. Pardon my language. But like, that's, that's yeah. what it feels like. You know? Yeah, and so it's just to go into that even more, like for me growing up, I didn't believe that what I wanted mattered, but I knew, I believed very much that what I did mattered because that's what was told to me, you know? Again, being the youngest of five, some of my teachers actually compared me to my older siblings. Like there was like, again, ADHD. So there's one time in like sixth grade where I did really poorly on a test and it wasn't because I acted only, I just did it poorly. Like I knew the information, I just didn't do it well. And my teacher said, you know, Joe would never have done that. Oh wow. I'm like, (laughs) I was appalled, but also, like, my, I just, like, was attacked to the core. <laughs> like, wow, woman. <laughs> okay. Um, Straight for the heart. Yeah. And so, and again, I went to a small Catholic school where everyone played all the sports, because if you didn't, then no one played the sports. Everyone was pretty smart. You know, like, everyone knew that what you do matters. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, I, it's, it's near impossible. There's almost, like, a perfectionist that comes out of that, because, uh-huh. like, what I do matters. What I do must be perfect. Yeah. It doesn't matter about what I want. If I'm if I commit to something, I have to do it perfectly and do it well. Oh, and that's so interesting too because the pitfall I fall into is the exact opposite. I'm like you, you said if you do something you have to do it perfect. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting here like the problem I fall into is oh, I'll just do everything it doesn't really matter if I do it perfect because I know I can wing it and get away with it it's it, both things are a problem yeah and I think that's the reality is like you know that what you want matters uh-huh. but then the, the that kind of that the subtle lie that you fell into is that what you do doesn't really matter yeah as long as I do it well enough to fool people exactly exactly yeah. and then for me it's what I want doesn't matter but what I do matters so I have to do this perfectly yeah it doesn't matter like I, I I don't have time to do what I want mm-hmm. because I have to do this perfectly yep wow and so yeah you can just see like how these different like st- these different ide- like and it's like uh, personalities almost these different aspects of personality like a go-getter um, you know the crazy guy you know the person you know what I mean all this stuff like where it comes from really matters yeah like you have to be grounded in your identity, beloved son. You have to, like, all the things have to be healthy. Because if not, like, and that's the thing. It's also really helpful because you can find out like what your patterns are. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, do I believe this? Do I believe that? Do I believe this? If I don't believe this, if I don't believe that what I want matters, but I know that what I do matters, well then, I need to make sure I need to really get into myself that what I want matters. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, well then I'm just gonna burn out all the time. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So the warrior, specifically the warrior, um, like I, I think a lot of men kind of, I think the cowboy and the warrior are the two things that most men understand. Yeah. Inherently. Like, exactly. Like that adventure, that sense of adventure mm-hmm. and then get her done, son. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like power, like pedal of the metal. Let's get this done. Yeah. Um, and so like you can't divorce them. They have to come from each other. Zeal and temperance without each other, like going back to the garden analogy of the cowboy, right? Zeal without temperance is just wilderness and there's no, nothing to it, right? A garden with temperance only is barren, right? Zeal and temperance, a garden like with uh, life 
right? And it's tempered, like it's, it's, it's gardened well. What is that? A beautiful garden. And that is the next week is the lover, yep. which is marked by an encounter with beauty. Because yep. um, the, 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 uh, so the, 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 right, so the cowboy is marked by an encounter with adventure. The warrior is marked by an encounter with suffering and sac- particularly with sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much suffering because suffering can kind of come in the cowboy stage too. It has to be, you know, guided mm-hmm. through well, but sacrifice is voluntary. Yep. Um, like voluntary sacrifice and then marked by encounter with beauty as a lover. Yeah. Well, I, going back to what we had said last week, uh, my little quote that I like to remind myself is, you know, in Genesis it says, uh, fill the earth and subdue it. That's mm-hmm. the first command from God to mankind. Um, that's the very first one. Um, and it, well, I, mean, I think it would be fruitful and multiply. Does that come before or after? I don't remember. Anyway, it's one of the first. <laughs> uh, one of the first in the beginning of Genesis is f- fill the earth and subdue it. Um, I love that because it's not actually probably how it's meant. But the way I always kind of liked interpreting that for myself was inherently between the two genders that God created, man and woman, he created them. Filling the earth seems to be more inherent towards women, and subduing the earth seems more inherent towards men. Like, men seem to understand that desire to subdue. Like, we want to go out and conquer. Mm -hmm. We want to go out and be the warrior, the cowboy. We we want to subdue the earth. And women seem to inherently be able to just fill the earth with with beauty, with comfort, Mm -hmm. with nurturing. Um, That seems Mm -hmm. to be... I mean, both can do both, you know. But I think uh, what's interesting about that idea is, like you said, men seem to instinctually identify with the cowboy and the warrior. I mean, just because of the masculine identity. Um, but when it comes to the lover, I think that a lot of men kind of struggle with that sometimes. Um, not yeah. all men, but at least, you know, I do sometimes. Um, and I think that that's what, in that second part of Gen- of the quote in Genesis, um, or the first part, fill the earth, we have to fill the earth as well. We have mm-hmm. to allow the earth to be filled. Um, we have to... Um, you know, identify with something more than just the conqueror, um, something that is a protector, something that is a, a, a guiding figure as well, yeah. you know, and that's what makes a father too. If you have a father who's all work and no home life, no lover, right. um, it's not going to go well. Right. And not even just no lover, but also no cowboy. Like, yeah. I mean, you have to have all of it. I mean, right. To, yeah. You don't, you don't want to be, um, just a fraction of a yeah. guy. You want to be the full yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think also we haven't talked about this yet, but in regards to development, um, but also just in regards to the spiritual life and just authentic masculinity, um, we can't do this alone. Um, and so, like, in regards to the warrior, it can be, like, the, the death of the warrior, the thing that ensures his death is solitude. Um, like, we are kind of like wolves in that sense of, like, we need to hunt packs. We need to be in a, in a community. And so, because when we face trial, again, what happens is our identity is attacked, yeah. right? And so if we're all by ourselves, we're isolated and our identity is attacked, well, it's not that hard to defeat us. Yeah. But if we have community, that we brothers that we can rely on, particularly brothers for men, I think, um, we can rely <coughs> on each other and we can fight together so we can have our backs covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing, though, is that we can't, just have brothers in the warrior sense we need to also have brothers and we need to have people that we can share the adventure with yeah you know because ultimately if we just share suffering that's not <laughs> well we need like people. what kind of relationship is that where you just yeah. share 
the shit. <laughs> well, we, we need we need people to lead, but we also need people to someone to follow. I think that that's the beauty of of God being God. Is no matter how much king you become, no matter how much sage or warrior or cowboy you become, men always have something about outside of themselves to serve but they also have someone they're responsible for yeah um, yeah a brother a, a a wife a kid a right. friend you know yeah a so household it, yeah exactly so i think kind of the takeaway from this is a couple of things one we, we don't really talk about much about community like mm-hmm. you need to have people that you can share the adventure with I think that lover is a good way to bring in community yeah and share the adventure with and also share the suffering with because we can't do this alone. Yeah. You know, even in scripture, it says that the angels ministered to G- God. The angels ministered to God. Okay, guys. <laughs> if he needs people or persons or whatever, we need people. Well, that's the thing. Is all, simultaneous with this modern uh, kind of creed that teaches self-pleasure and experience there is also this uh, innate kind of, um, I don't know what we call it, focus on the self. Yeah. Um, and that leads to a uh, degradation of the community life um, yeah. in a way. Um, I think that I think most people can identify with that looking at their own communities. Yeah. Um, but one thing about the community that's important is as Catholics, as Christians, the fundamental Christian teaching is the Trinity. Yeah. The most fundamental Christian doctrine is that God is first and foremost a community. Yeah. Himself. And a community of love, which we'll talk about yeah. later. But so Yeah. So I think to again to finish the takeaways, the practicals, um, in order to really live out your identity as warrior, um, with a healthy cowboy beloved son, all that stuff, um, what are some things we can do? Uh, I think it's incredibly beneficial and necessary to have some kind of planner where you are marking out like the days of the week and like what you have to get done being on top of your schedule is like a huge thing discipline equals Dis- freedom exactly being on top of your schedule also waking up at the same time every day and waking up early um did you learn about lot- that in psych class i've yeah. heard like three psychology majors yeah. talking about that so so long story <laughs> short your circadian rhythms okay yeah um basically um it comes from the bug the circada i think Either way, basically it's your internal clock, and so by waking up every time, every day at the same time, even the weekends, um, you are going to make your sleep better. You're going to make waking up easier, and you're going to make your day more more fruitful and just better. Um, so waking up at the same time every day and waking up early, I think a great time is about six a.m. That is a general thing. Granted, to your own life schedule, if you go to bed, if you work late at night, whatever it is, right? But the point is, is set an alarm and wake up at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it called the heroic minute when your alarm goes off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wake up at the same time. Establish a schedule. Um, d- like, basically, like, make sure you're doing things beyond, um, beyond what you have to do. Like, scheduling in leisure time. Yeah. That's necessary in order to be a healthy warrior. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Else you wanted to say? I was just gonna do a funny uh, little summarization of what you just said, just for comedy's sake. Of, hey guys, you got you got a rhythm, you got to follow it. You got to get lost in the beat. Don't get, don't be afraid to get funky. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a rhythm to dance. Yep. So and also practice daily daily mortification. Um, yeah, whip house- yourself. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Don't. As a household, we take on a penance. Um, nothing too crazy, but 
either way, we're also, as a household, we're supposed to every day mortify ourselves. So that's take a cold shower, right? That's maybe sleep on the floor one night. Maybe that's um, skip a meal. Maybe that's eat a small meal. Maybe that's eat a meal that doesn't taste as great. You know, whatever it is. Bring um, yourself out of that idea of experience. Exactly. Because you're tempering your zeal with what you do matters. And you, the only way you can really believe that what you do matters is if what you do is contrary to your, des- to your physical desires. Mm-hmm. So that you know it's what you do and not just what you want that matters. You need to know both of those things. Um, yeah, staying physically fit, like all of these things, all the typical like warrior stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing though is it has to be from desire. It has to be the obligation of desire and not the obligation of a perceived lack of free will, yep. right? You don't have to do any of these things, but rather don't think about, oh, I have to do all this stuff. Think about what do I want? How do I get there, mm. right? So I think that the, the cowboy is the desire, the warriors, how to get there, right? The how do I actually get this done? Um, yeah, and surrounding yourself with good people who can help you, um, finding a mentor maybe if you need someone to help you, like guide you, uh, whether it's a priest, a father, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, so. One thing I'll, just to finish up here, I think, because we're at the 45 minute mark. Um, one of my favorite parts of scripture is, um, you know, uh, well, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, I love that. I love that idea. So I, I, I love the idea of when you die and your life is being played like a movie, um, which I don't know if that's probably not how it actually is, but, you know. But, but yeah, as an analogy, when you die and your life is being played like a movie, make sure it's an interesting story. Make sure it's not boring. Make sure it's not repetitive. Um, and if it is repetitive, make sure it's your discipline. You know, make sure that when, when the movie comes to that point where your back is against the wall, make sure that the hero at least tries. Yeah. Um, that the hero calls is called to action. Um, yeah, live your life like a great story. Yeah, and in regards to goal setting, don't have the goal be I want to be, I, I don't make the goal I want to be in shape, right? Yeah. Rather make the goal I want to be the kind of person that works out every day, because that's a goal that one well, you be the can, kind of person that self betters or betters himself. Right, but like the point is that every day you can accomplish your goal, and beyond that, um, even when you get in shape. You can still f- continue past that and go to like achieve your goal. I think a big issue with like weight loss goals is that once you, f- you know, once you hit your goal, well, you don't have the motivation to keep going because you've hit your goal. Yeah. So establish goals that you can accomplish every day yeah. and that you can keep t- keep going. Well, that's the problem is people usually establish these routines because they have an end in sight. I don't think having an end is a good idea because, again, I think it should be right. when, you, when you – it's like learning a language. The way they say when you learn a language, don't think, oh, I'm going to learn it until I get to this level of proficiency. Think of it as this is a lifelong thing I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Right. And if you have that mentality and you still want it, you'll be fine. Right, because ultimately what you're doing is you're establishing a lifestyle. Forever. And a lifestyle <laughs> that will last into heaven. Yeah. Because if my goal, right, is like to die, like let's just say I want to die a happy death. Well, if I died a happy death, well then I'm, I'm done goal seeking, so who knows if I'll get into heaven, right? Yeah. But if my goal is to love Jesus, I can do that every day. If, I, if my goal is to serve God, I can do that every day. For the rest of eternity. Yep. You know what I mean? Establish goals that you can satisfy today and that will continue going. Take a look at your daily routine. And if, yeah. you, if you think to yourself, I would hate having to do this for eternity, then change it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. So, and working out, honestly, five minutes, two minutes, whatever it is, just do it. Yep. Do the things. Do the things. Do the things. Yes. Cool. Face race. Face race. Do the things. Do the things. 
Well, next week is Lover, Encounter with Beauty. So hopefully you guys are able to follow that. That was kind of all over the place, but I think it was a good discussion. Um, yeah, voluntary sacrifice. You just, it, it's the one that makes the most sense, yep. but you just actually have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all righty. Well, we shall see you next week. Peace. Bye.